Welcome to Lord Lead Me. This podcast is about studying God's Word and applying it to our everyday lives. The more we study His Word, the closer we will get to Him and the better we will understand Him and His ways and the commandments He has placed over our lives. James 4.8 says, Draw nigh unto God and He will draw nigh unto you. I hope this podcast inspires you to dive deeper into the Word and to grow a deeper relationship with Him. Today we'll be going over chapters 9 and 10 in 1 Samuel. And in chapter 9, we're introduced to Saul who God will reveal to Samuel as the future king. And then in chapter 10, we'll read about how he is anointed as the king and how that tradition of the anointing started. Chapter 9, verse 1. Now there was a man of Benjamin, whose name was Kish, the son of Abel, the son of Zerah, the son of Becheroth, the son of Aphiah, a Benjamite, a mighty man of power. And he had a son whose name was Saul, a choice young man and a goodly. And there was not among the children of Israel a goodlier person than he. From his shoulders and upward, he was higher than any of the people. So when I first read this, I thought goodly meant like he was a good person, but actually it's referring to his appearance. It's saying he was a very handsome man, and also he was very tall. So he not only stood out physically for his height, but also because of his looks. He was a very attractive man. I guess you could say he was tall, dark, and handsome. Verse 3. And the donkeys of Kish, Saul's father, were lost. And Kish had said to Saul, his son, Take now one of the servants with thee, and arise and go seek the donkeys. And he passed through Mount Ephraim, and passed through the land Shalisha. But they found them not. Then they passed through the land of Shalem, and there they were not. And he passed through the land of the Benjamites, but they found them not. And when they were come up to the land of Zup, Saul said to his servant that was with him, Come and let us return, lest my father leave caring for the donkeys and take thought for us. And he said unto him, Behold, there is in this city a man of God, and he is an honorable man. All that he saith come surely to pass. Now let us go thither, and peradventure he can show us our way that we should go. Then said Saul to his servant, But behold, if we go, what shall we bring the man? For the bread is spent in our vessels, and there is not a present to bring to the man of God. What have we? And the servant answered Saul again, and said, Behold, I have here at hand the fourth part of a shekel of silver that I will give to the man of God to tell us our way. Before time in Israel, when a man went to inquire of God, Thus he spake 
Come, let us go to the seer, for he that is now called a prophet was before time called a seer. Then said Saul to his servant, Well said, come, let us go. So they have searched five different places for these donkeys and have not had any success finding them. And they have eaten all of their bread. They're out of food. They're probably extremely tired. And as much as Saul wants to please his father and help his father and honor him by bringing the donkeys home, they're at their last resort. They've kind of done all they can do. And when he tells the servant, okay, let's just go back home. The servant suggests they go to a nearby town and see the prophet Samuel. And since Saul doesn't know who Samuel is, it's a big indication that Saul was not close to God. God and worshiping him wasn't a priority because everyone throughout Israel knew the prophet Samuel. And this servant knew who he was, but Saul was not familiar with him. So they went into the city where the man of God was, and as they went up into the hill into the city, they found young maidens going out to draw water, and said unto him, Is the seer here? And they answered them and said, He is. Behold, he is before you. Make haste now, for he came today to the city, for there is a sacrifice of the people today at the high place. As soon as you come into the city, you shall straightway find him before you go up to the high place to eat. For the people will not eat until he come, because he doth bless the sacrifice. And afterwards they will eat that be bidden. Now therefore get you up, for about this time you shall find him. And they went up into the city, and when they were come into the city, behold, Samuel came out against them for to go up to the high place. Now the Lord had told Samuel in his ear a day before Saul came, saying, Tomorrow about this time I will send thee a man out of the land of Benjamin, and thou shalt anoint him to be captain over my people Israel, that he may save my people out of the hand of the Philistines. For I have looked upon my people, because their cry is come unto me. And when Samuel saw Saul, the Lord said unto him, Behold the man whom I spake to thee of. This same shall reign over my people. Then Saul drew near to Samuel at the gate and said, Tell me, I pray thee, where the seer's house is. And Samuel answered Saul and said, I am the seer. Go up before me unto the high place, for ye shall eat with me today, and tomorrow I will let thee go, and I will tell thee all that is in thy heart. And as for thy donkeys that were lost three days ago, set not thy mind on them, for they are found. And on whom is all the desire of Israel? Is it not on thee and on all thy father's house? And Saul answered and said, Am I not a Benjamite of the smallest tribes of Israel? And the family of the least of all the families of the tribe of Benjamin? Wherefore then speakest thou so to me? And Samuel took Saul, his servant, and brought them into the parlor, and made them sit in the chiefest place among them that were bidden, which were about thirty persons. And Samuel said unto the cook, Bring the portion which I gave thee, 
of which I said unto thee, Set it by thee. And the cook took up the shoulder, and that which was upon it, and set it before Saul. And Samuel said, Behold that which is left. Set it before thee, and eat, for unto this time hath it been kept for thee, since I had said, I have invited the people. So Saul did eat with Samuel that day, and when they were come down from the high place into the city, Samuel communed with Saul upon the top of the house. And they arose early, and it came to pass about the spring of the day that Samuel called Saul to the top of the house, saying, Up, that I may send thee away. And Saul arose, and they went out, both of them, he and Samuel, abroad. And as they were going down to the end of the city, Samuel said unto Saul, Bid thy servant pass on before us, and he passed on. But stand thou still a little while, that I may show thee the word of God. Chapter 9 is such a good example of how God puts things into place to set things up to happen down the line. Kish could have sent anyone to go search for his donkeys. I'm sure he had plenty of servants that he could have spared to go look for the donkeys, but he specifically wanted his son to go look for them. If Saul would have never went to look for the donkeys, then he wouldn't have went to the city seeking Samuel's guidance. And the timing is so perfect because the women who are at the well tell them that Samuel was in that particular city that day. So this wasn't a city that Samuel stayed in all the time. It was one that he happened to be visiting just to bless the food and the sacrifices of the people as they offered them to the Lord. Then God specifically told Samuel the day before Saul arrived that the man he wanted to appoint as king would be from the tribe of Benjamin, and he would arrive at a certain time of day. God will give you what he needs you to know to accomplish the things he wants you to accomplish. Chapter 10 Then Samuel took a vial of oil and poured it upon his head and kissed him and said, Is it not because the Lord hath anointed thee to be captain over his inheritance? When thou art departed from me today, then thou shalt find two men by Rachel's tomb in the border of Benjamin and Zelzah. And they will say unto thee, The donkeys which thou wentest to seek are found. And lo, thy father hath left the care of the donkeys, and sorroweth after you saying, What shall I do for my son? Then shall thou go on forward from thence, and thou shalt come to the plain of Tabor, and there shall meet thee three men going up to God to Bethel, one carrying three goats, and another carrying three loaves of bread, and another carrying a bottle of wine. And they will salute you, and give you two loaves of bread, which thou shalt receive of their hands. After that, thou shalt come to the hill of God, 
where is the garrison of the Philistines? And it shall come to pass, when thou art come thither to the city, that thou shalt meet a company of prophets coming down from the high place with musical instruments, and they shall prophesy. And the Spirit of the Lord will come upon thee, and thou shalt prophesy with him, and shall be turned into another man. And let it be, when these signs are come unto thee, that thou do as occasion serve thee, for God is with thee. And thou shalt go down before me to Gilgal, and behold, I will come unto thee to offer burnt offerings and to sacrifice sacrifices of peace offerings. Seven days shalt thou tarry till I come to thee and show thee what thou shalt do. And it was so when he had turned his back to go from Samuel, God gave him another heart. And all those signs came to pass that day. And when they came thither to the hill, behold, a company of prophets met him. And the Spirit of God came upon him, and he prophesied among them. And it came to pass, when all that knew him before time saw that, behold, he prophesied among the prophets. Then the people said to one another, What is that? That is come unto the son of Kish, is Saul among the prophets? And one of the same place answered and said, But who is their father? Therefore it became a proverb, Is Saul also among the prophets? And when he had made an end of prophesying, he came to the high place. And Samuel's uncle said unto him and to a servant, Where went you? And he said, To seek the donkeys. And when we saw that they were nowhere, we came to Samuel. And Saul's uncle said, Tell me what Samuel said unto you. And Saul said unto his uncle, He told us plainly that the donkeys were found. But of the matter of the kingdom whereof Samuel spake, he told him not. So it says that Samuel tells Saul of all the things that are going to happen once he leaves and he goes on this trip. The people he's going to encounter, the things that are going to happen, and that prophecies are going to be made. And in verse 6 in particular, it says, And the Spirit of the Lord will come upon thee, and thou shalt prophesy with them. And shall be turned into another man. Then in verse 9, it repeats that again, but it phrases it a little differently. And it says, And it was so that when he had turned his back to go from Samuel, God gave him another heart, and all those signs came to pass that day. So Saul didn't get saved, but what he seen and experienced from those encounters and from the signs that he seen and the things coming to pass like Samuel said, it made his heart change. He looked at things very differently. He wasn't the same person he was before he met Samuel. His outlook on things changed. But Saul is willing to follow 
what the Lord tells him to do. Even though he hasn't given himself over to him, he's still willing to do what Samuel says that the Lord wants him to do. And I honestly think he's a little intimidated and scared by it. Um, and I can't say I blame him because if you'd never seen or experienced anything like that before, it would be very shocking. When he gets back home, Saul's uncle asks him where they went and what did Samuel have to say. And he keeps it short and simple and he just tells his uncle that Samuel told him where the donkeys could be found. But he didn't mention anything about the prophecy of Samuel saying that he will be king of Israel. And I think the reason is he was still trying to mentally process that. If somebody came up to you and said, you're going to be president of the United States, that would, that would be a big shock. And it would take quite a little bit to process. And I think that's what Saul was doing. It's also important to note that Saul was the first king of Israel to be anointed. And that tradition started with him. Now, other kings in different countries were also anointed. But the big difference between Saul's anointing and the other kings are the type of oil that they were anointed with. Saul was anointed with olive oil, and the other kings were anointed in animal fat. And in the other kingdoms, they believed that the kings would take on the properties of those animals that they were anointed with. Like if they were anointed with a bull, they would take on that strength. The fact that Saul was not anointed with animal fat really set him apart from other kingdoms. And Samuel called the people together unto the Lord to Mizpah, and said unto the children of Israel, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, I brought up Israel out of Egypt, and delivered you out of the hand of the Egyptians, and out of the hand of all kingdoms, and of them that oppressed you, and yet have this day rejected your God, who himself saved you out of all of your adversities and your tribulations. And ye have said unto him, Nay, but set a king over us. Now therefore present yourselves before the Lord by your tribes and by your thousands. And when Samuel had caused all the tribes of Israel to come near, the tribe of Benjamin was taken. And when he had caused the tribe of Benjamin to come near by their families, the family of Matri was taken, and Saul the son of Kish was taken. And when they sought him, he could not be found. Therefore they inquired of the Lord further, 
if the man should yet come thither. And the Lord answered, Behold, he hath hid himself among the stuff. And they ran and fetched him. And when he stood among the people, he was higher than any of the people from his shoulders and upward. And Samuel said unto all the people, See ye him whom the Lord hath chosen, that there is none like him among all the people. And the people shouted and said, God save the king. Then Samuel told the people of the manner of the kingdom, and wrote it in a book, and laid it up before the Lord. And Samuel sent all the people away, every man to his house. And Saul also went home to Gibeah, and there he went with him a band of men whose hearts God had touched. But the children of Bilal said, How shall this man save us? And they despised him and brought him no presents, but he held his peace. In this last section, we see that Samuel has called all of the people and tribes of Israel together. And he tells them what the Lord has laid on his heart, which is, I have brought you out of Egypt and delivered you out of that oppression. And you have chose to reject me and you instead want a king. Once the tribes gather together, they get the tribe of Benjamin. They grab Saul, and he kind of slips out from among them, and he's hiding, which is kind of ironic because he's the tallest person there, so that's not easy for him to do. He's cowering and hiding behind stuff, it says. So they finally pull him out. And I can kind of see why he wouldn't be embarrassed and want to hide after that speech that Samuel just gave. Uh, kind of begrudging this kingship that is about to take place that would kind of make you feel a little bit awkward. When he is declared as the king, there's some some men who are moved and that choose to follow Saul back home to Gabay. And then there are some who really oppose him as a king. And they question whether he can save them and protect them and do anything from them. And it says they despised him. Anyone who is in a position of leadership will always have someone that opposes them. It doesn't matter if it's a pastor over a church, a politician, the president, CEO of a company. There's always going to be someone out there who doesn't like you or agree with a person who's in leadership. That doesn't disqualify them from being a leader just because someone dislikes them. And that's very important to remember. And even just everyday people like us, there's you're going to have people that love you and adore you. And you're going to have people that aren't a big fan of you. But that doesn't mean that you aren't doing what you're supposed to do just because you have opposition. Thank you so much for joining me for today's episode. 
if you have any questions or comments or need prayer for anything, please reach out to me on Instagram at Lord Lead Me Podcast. I hope you have a wonderful, blessed day, and I will talk to you guys soon.